Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Tales of Prowess, a show that delves into the mysteries, secrets, and oddities of a world that was once yours, now called the Wetlands. This show explores the small lives of those who live and die in the wetlands. I will be your guide for these elapsing minutes. As you listen to the waves washing against you, it is apparent that For the time being, you are one of us, a traveler visiting us from far away. So, traveler, let me tell you a tale, a tale of prowess. A good bow could last you a long time in the wetlands. Arrows, however, came and went. That was why Cass stood at her workbench, knife in hand, carefully shaving down the sides of what would eventually become an arrow. She smoothed over knots and bumps and scraped the outside of the arrow with sandpaper until there was a clean line from bottom to top, tapering off into a sharp point. Cass loved her work. In this world, passions were often thrown to the wayside in favor of survival. There was little time for art, for craftsmanship. Cass was grateful for this outlet, a reason to take time to herself, to make something from scratch simply because she wanted to. Of course, the weapons she made were always needed. Between food, enemies, In mutations, there was constantly something to fight. But Juliet gave her space to create, to make whatever spoke to her heart that day. As Cass walked to the small fire she had constructed, she felt her mind go free. With something to focus on, she was no longer bogged down by the anxieties of daily life. No thoughts of the future or where their next batch of clean water might come from. No worries about how she hadn't seen the sun in days, storms constantly bearing down with no signs of stopping. No memories of the man whose tongue was cut out last week for disparaging the prophet, a ceremonial knife of her own making slicing through the flesh like butter as he screamed. She was fully relaxed, heating her shaved-down branches and 
bending them into straight arrow shafts. As she cut the notches so the arrows could be knocked, an idea came to her. Wood is incredibly absorbent. Because of this, arrows typically needed to be finished with a lacquer or varnish. But what about ichor? Would that seal the branch or simply make it rot faster? Only one way to find out. Emptying her trash bin, she brought the bucket to the door of her cabin. Opening the door and reaching her hand out into the rain, she felt the familiar rush, the cold, tingling sensation that came with being touched yet unharmed by Iker. As the bucket filled, she took a moment to lean her head forward, running her hands through her hair and letting the cool water wash over her. She found the sensation gave her an almost euphoric feeling, as if her head was melting off yet freezing cold. She would have loved to stand there forever, to lay down in the rain and close her eyes until she floated away. But there was work to be done. Gathering her bucket, Cass went back inside. She tied up her now-soaked hair and began dipping her arrows in the ichor. The instant she touched the bottom of the arrow to the water, the ichor ran up the entire length of the arrow, completely saturating it. A good way to save resources, Cass thought to herself. As she hung the arrows over the fire to dry, she wondered if the ichor would affect the branch as it would a living plant. She saw no obvious changes, but she had learned the hard way to never let her guard down around ichor. The arrows dried eventually, but as she collected them, she noticed a very, very faint tingle still coming from the ichor they had been coated with. The ichor had soaked through, but was still very much present in the wood. She wondered. If a small amount of ichor had soaked through an entire arrow, could a quiver filled with a small amount of ichor serve as a basin to create poisoned arrows? If the arrows were fired when they were still wet, would that work the same as touching someone with ichor? They had never used ichor as a ranged weapon before, and if the arrows worked, could it be replicated with a slingshot as well? Bigger projectiles? She stopped herself before her mind could run too wild. To create a quiver with an ichor well, what would she need? There could only be a limited amount of water inside to prevent weighing down the quiver. She would need something non-porous to line the bottom of the quiver with to prevent leaks and rot. What to use, what to use. As her mind raced, she began furiously scribbling, listing all of the possibilities to present to Juliet to get approval for a scavenging mission. She could do this. It wouldn't be too hard or too dangerous, and she wouldn't need items that were high in demand. Just a bit of plastic she could cut, or scrap metal she could file down. She beamed with excitement, knowing she had a powerful weapon just days away. The Atlegites were going to be proud.
And thus concludes this week's Tale of Prowess. Thank you for joining us, and have a safe journey, traveler. This week's tale was written and produced by Rachel Leota, with a theme composed by Abigail Hines.